You're listening to Power Talks on the Valkyrie Podcast, where we inspire you by talking to people who are killing it in their fields and dig into their origins, their motivators, and success stories. I'm your host, Meg Nicholson. I'm a fashion designer, personal trainer, and goal getter, and the creator of Valkyrie Athletic Apparel. Stay tuned for your dose of everyday inspiration coming up on Power Talks. Today, we welcome Dr. Morgan Langford. She's an osteopath, yoga instructor, and WBFF pro bikini athlete. Together we explore her experiences in the health and fitness industry, talking about the life of a fitness model, business owner and coach, and how to create balance in your own life and routine. We touch on mindset and motivation, how to create a life you're passionate about, and how to bounce back from failures to create positive change in those around you. Morgan is such an inspiration to me, and I'm thrilled to have her on Power Talks to share her knowledge and story. podcast Morgan I'm no so worries. excited to have you here thank you for bringing me on yeah <laughs> some very cool stories to share so um why don't we start with telling me about your day what have you been up to well this morning I was actually doing a video shoot at Gold's Gym in North Sydney I've just started uh, coaching there uh so yeah it was a promotional uh video for Gold's Gym and dress for a night so they've got a um promotion at the moment all um subscribers to dress for a night they're offering uh discounted membership no joining fee and uh yeah use of the facilities and all that sort of thing that's so, so cool so people who hire from dress for a night can train at the gym yeah exactly oh, that's awesome yeah and because yeah. you've worked with dress for a night as well yeah so i've used them for my last few um comps so all my evening gowns yeah and uh registration night dresses and yeah yeah they're, they're awesome. fantastic i use them for my show as well for my for my evening round they're really helpful and like they've got a great range as well yeah definitely definitely and it's good to yeah they've got a lot of variety and yeah options so yeah. so what, what was the shoot like yeah, it was actually um, really quick and concise. Um, it was with Jules. Um, he does a lot of fitness stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was just uh, some training content and then just uh, little intros. I did some stuff for my own coaching business as well nice. with him. So, um, yeah, that'll go off my website soon. And, yeah, it was really good. So, you're now a coach there as well. So, you do your online coaching and... Yeah, so I started off with online coaching and, uh, you know, a lot of people just locally in the community in Sydney, um, the North Shore have asked for face-to-face training as well. Mm. So um, with my top tier online coaching, I offer uh, some face-to-face sessions in that. And then because of the, um, the the need for it or the want for it, I'm now offering, you know, more face-to-face oh, sort of PT fantastic. as well for people. That's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's cool. How long have you been PTing for? I did my training, oh gosh, it was a long time ago, I reckon like eight, nine years ago now. Um, but I kind of was more veered in towards yoga and osteo. Yeah. So yeah. I just, like since I started my bodybuilding kind of journey, which has been about three years now, um, I it just kind of organically happened that I people just started asking to be coached and, you know, what I did to get the results that I had and all that sort of thing. So um yeah it's just slowly kind of built from there and um yeah it started off online and now it's face to face oh that's so cool yeah because you've got a lot of balls in the air so you're an osteo (laughs) and you're a qualified yoga instructor do do you practice at a studio like do you teach at a studio or is that more I was teaching at power living yeah yeah so I was working for them for about uh eight years and I did my teacher training and my initial teacher training with them uh, but with the bodybuilding stuff and just doing lots of comp prep, um, it got a little too busy. Yes. So I'm now doing just, <laughs> Working you know, that balance. Yeah, private sessions for clients and uh, 
yeah, just covers for if they need me here That's and really there. Nice. Yeah. And how did that all tie in with osteo? So you've and then you've also got uh, like a beauty skincare line line as <laughs> yes, well. You've, yeah. Um, yeah, I got my finger in every pie. So <laughs> I'm so with you there. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I... Tell me how all that fits together, what that looks like. Yeah, well, I initially, before I became an osteo, so I've been practicing osteopathy for about 12 years now. Um, before that though, and to get me through uni, I was a beauty therapist and massage therapist. So, um, yeah, I left school early and I was doing that, traveling around, working on cruise ships with it. And I loved essential oils. Yeah, it was lots of fun. Um, yeah, so I worked for particular companies that were all essential oil based mm-hmm. and natural products. And yeah, just with my osteopathy, I also wanted to offer, um, yeah, just the, I guess the, the healing and repairing benefits that um, essential oils can offer. And uh, so that's how the skincare line kind of came about. There's sort of more remedies. And I would say yeah. I've got um, remedy rollers, which are uh, based on Ayurvedic medicine. So Very cool. And there's the, the yoga tying in as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So balancing the doshas just to help with, you know, either uplifting your mood or helping to calm and relax you. Um, helping if you're feeling a bit fiery. So it's kind of balancing out those sort of three elements that we all kind of have in our nature. Uh, and then I've also got um, some body oils and they're kind of like concentrates serums, which Beautiful. you can kind of mix in with your own product oh, um, nice. to bring about whatever effect each one has. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I um, find it really hard to, to nail down a routine that I love. So I, I really like the idea that you can add it to whatever you're already doing rather than going, oh, here's a new product. I need to replace it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the line called? So it's Balanced Bod Skincare. I've um, got that up on my website. Uh, I'm still kind of working on that, but obviously because I've got lots of things going lots on. Lots of things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little bit of a slower process with that one, but I sell it locally and uh, it's also online as That's well. so good. Yeah, and it's all essential oil, certified organic ingredients, which is what I sort of align with and just, you know, trying to bring, I guess, natural health, um, you know, into your daily routine, mm. I, especially like the detox oil. I use that a lot, especially when I'm prepping because it's really good. Um, it's got grapefruit essential oil, which has been clinically proven to help with appetite suppression and also with fluid drainage and fluid retention and that so sort of thing. So with the stress as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of that. There's all that going on as well. Yeah. So it's nice to just have some really, um, yeah, and they smell amazing. Mm. Just beautiful products, natural products citrus. that you can incorporate into your, you know, prep routine and, you know, yeah, even just daily routine as well. So accessible. So today you were shooting. What's an, is that a pretty common thing you would be doing or like what's an average day for you? Oh, I think the great thing about my life is that every day is quite different. I do like variety and that's definitely what, you know, my week kind of entails. But no, I'm not doing video shoots and stuff, um, you know, regularly. But uh, I just competed recently. So there have been a few more shoots. um, And obviously when you're in that kind of condition, it's good to take advantage of that. But yeah, day to day, I'm just um, balancing it out with, you know, treating patients with my osteopathy. Uh, and then working on my online coaching and mm-hmm. uh, now that I'm working face-to-face, so just um, changing my hours around. Getting to, that balance. Yeah, to get the face-to-face clients That's in as so well. Exciting. Yeah. So exciting. But what's really exciting is you've just come off your WVFF win and you are now yes. a WVFF pro. 
So I would love yes. to hear about your journey, how you got into bodybuilding and like what that looks like leading up until this very exciting goal you've just crushed. Yeah, well, it's so interesting. Um, I, like I said, I'd done my uh, fitness, fitness uh, training and then I kind of got into yoga and I was like immersed in that, mm. had my daily practice and I was you know, obviously practicing a lot of vinyasa yoga and my body was destabilizing a little bit. So I kind of felt at that time I needed to get back to the gym and do a bit more strength training. And tying in all around that, I'd kind of come out of a toxic relationship and had a few, you know, stressful things that had kind of gone on. So I thought, you know, I wanted a new challenge. And when I got back to the gym, I was probably, yeah, like a few years ago now. And I just had always thought and admired like the girls um, with their muscles and like, you know, strong physiques. And I thought, you know what, it's either now or never. It was something that was on my bucket list. So, yeah, I just kind of, um, yeah, committed to the process. And it's just been a journey that I've like absolutely loved. And, um, yeah, this was my fourth comp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've trained and been coached under some really amazing people, um, which have really helped my process. And yeah, so I did my own prep this Yeah, particular I was going <laughs> to say, you, you got, the, you got the, the win with your own coaching. So that's, yeah. that's a testament to your knowledge and your skill. Thank you. Yeah, it was, um, it was very rewarding. I, I, you know, and I, it is a testament to the people that I had been coached with previously and all the knowledge that I'd gained from them. Um, but this prep, I kind of was like, look, I, I really feel like I understand my body and I know what is required to get the kind of result that mm. I want. And yeah, so I just kind of, it was the shortest prep I've done. It was nine weeks. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Coming off the back end of having <gasps> surgery. So it, there was, there were quite a few challenges and it was, you know, quite intense. And I think it was more the mindset stuff in that, you know, I guess going through a process, it's nice to have reassurance and, you know, just, you know, self-doubt and things like that can always come up and they mm. do in any any prep, I think, for anyone. Um, but yeah, just eight ta- weeks of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess just talking myself through that and, um, yeah, just ha- being supported by great friends and yeah that kind of yeah got me through and I was so stoked with the result and yeah that um it kind of I guess what I had in mind and the intention that I put in had paid off the the friends around you that makes such a difference like having a strong network when you go into something like a comp what would you what advice would you give to someone who was either thinking about competing or prepping for a photo shoot or doing something with that level of commitment required what are the things you really rely on, whether it's people or practices or? I think first and foremost, it's understanding and really identifying your why, mm. why you want to do what you're, you know, you're wanting to do, whether it is competing or doing a photo shoot. And a lot of the time, it's not really about the physical. Like we look at that and that's kind of the surface stuff, which mm-hmm. the physical literally is. Um, but, you know, there's always an underlying um, reason and so if you can kind of keep coming back to that as your intention and using that as your driver to kind of get you through the process, I feel like it's much more powerful. Yes. And um, also coming from a place of love. So, you know, you want to feel more confident um, or, you know, you're doing it for particular reasons. Like I have a very strong why, Um 
with my mum and um, she passed it like about four years ago. So that kind of journey for me has been a big driver. Mm. Yeah. How, how does that, what does that create for you being able to? I guess, um, well, I, I feel like her life was cut off quite short and she was always a very motivated, go-getting type person. So that kind of has always been a drive for me to, to um, yeah, to just push through and keep going. Oh, you're amazing. You really are. Yeah, it's quite emotional. But um, I think if you understand why you want to do things and what you, what you want to make, why you want to make changes or why you want to have some mm-hmm. kind of transformation or shift and it's really important to you it will push you to where you want to go yeah and and that's such a thing because bodybuilding at the surface level gets quite a bad rap from people who aren't involved in it who don't understand so being able to really stick to your guns and and have that reason for yourself and sort of be able to share that with with the people around you like that was something I really found because I didn't really know anyone like I I knew a few people like you um some other people at my gym but my wider circle had never been exposed to that sort of the that side of the fitness industry and yeah um you know some people like oh what are you doing that for (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly yeah it can yeah there are superficial elements to it but um yeah I guess there there is always an underlying drive as to why someone wants to do what they want to do and I think it's really empowering and it actually is there's quite a lot of vulnerability that comes into when you get to the stage Mm. oh my god I've never experienced more emotions (laughs) than in that sort of five minutes before you go on like there's the elation and then there's the sheer terror exactly and then you're looking at everyone else (laughs) being like oh my god have I done enough yeah, and it's this whole this process that you've put in, put, been putting so much work and effort into, and just intention, I think, to create yeah whatever change or positive shift that you're you're wanting. It's it's yeah, and then you get up on stage and you're showcasing all that hard work and effort that you've put in. Um, yeah, I think it's it can be really powerful mm. and transformational. Um, yeah, and like you were saying, coming back to what you were asking about having like a good support network around you, um, you know, I've I'm being blessed that I've got a lot of friends that are coaches as well. They're also in this industry. Mm-hmm. They do compete themselves. So they have a really good understanding of what is involved in this and what goes on behind the scenes. Um, they're also extremely knowledgeable. So, you know, I could always bounce ideas off people. Um, and I don't think it's a one person thing. It's sort of, you know, a community that you know helps kind of bring yeah I guess success yeah and and that's the beauty of it is once you're in there yes there are I was actually a bit disappointed when when I got to the show and there was quite a few people who were seeming more superficial and not there for the right reasons and um I mean we're both natural competitors going up against people who are definitely not and and that was I guess expected, but, you know, I, I was really hoping for the, the networking and the the commonality. Um, but when you do find that, 
within it, it's so special. Definitely, definitely. And I think that's the thing, like you always got to stay in your own lane and be true to your own intentions, your own why you're there Mm. um, and what you want to bring. And you're not always going to align with everyone there. Definitely not because there is that other side, that superficial aspect to competing and bodybuilding. Um, But there are beautiful people and it's just, yeah, finding the people that you connect with and align with and you know can help your process and so that's the true. other thing on the flip side of that if you do kind of you know I would say just avoid people that are toxic or negative yeah. or there's a lot of comparison or you know negativity mm. around your process because that will really affect your mindset so it's yeah. just you know cutting out the negative bringing in the positive and um, really focusing into your your goal. How do you uh, deal with that in terms of like social media? Do you not look? <laughs> do you turn it off? Uh, like that was something I really struggled with. Yeah. Being like the comparison either, you know, saying, oh, I feel like I'm in a better position than this person is or they look incredible. I'll never be at, you know, that yeah. comparison is so damaging. And yep. when you get there, no one looks like what they do on their Instagram. Half the competitors aren't even posting anything at all. Yeah. Uh, how do you yeah what's your strategy with that yeah this is a big one actually um so yeah social media for me I think how I approach it especially during comp prep is just to uh, do my own thing and just really try and enjoy my own process because mm, you still I'm, share your your process yeah definitely but I mean it's interesting like just even post comp I've been a little bit quieter on social mm. media because I've needed that time to just I just get, I guess, reflect and go within. And um, I think for me, it's more around post comp that I find challenging. And I think a lot of Mm. people do as well when they're come, you know, they come off that massive high. Um, I find it really important to limit my time on social media, limit my time, especially depending on what kind of people you're following. If it's all, for me, if it's all about dieting, reverse dieting, tracking, calories this, um, you know, calories that uh, it actually does my fucking head. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I just, you know, it's great. And there's, there is that place for it because that's how we get our results. But I feel like if that is all you're reading and consuming and it's literally about your body, your body, your body, aesthetics, 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 comparison to what this person or that mm. person looks like. And like you said, a lot of people in real life, do not look like their photos, like Photoshop to the shit house, you know, like, oh. so I, I, I really think for a lot of women and especially young women who may, you know, look up to people and, um, you know, look at things as, okay, well, that's what I'm striving for. Maybe just question, you know, is that the reality? Mm. Um, and another point, you know, like I've had, <laughs> it's funny, like even guys, commenting on photos saying oh wow you look really natural and I just like laughed my head off because I've got a full face and makeup like and they're like oh that's that's what pe- certain people think is natural I'm like right? that is and, so far from and it. the level of <laughs> training and control that goes into a prep is not normal that's no not that's a sustainable level of yes there are people who do that as a career and that's yeah literally what they're paid to do but yeah to have the expectation to look like that when you're training a couple of times a week and eating well, it's not yeah, realistic. Yeah, it's not realistic, no, definitely. And, and that's the other thing, I, I you know, 
I guess if that is your full-time job, like you said, and you're getting paid for it, mm. it's a very different thing because that's you're in that process the whole time. Yeah. Whereas if you actually have a different job and you, you know, you're paying your bills and whatever else you're doing in life or, you know, you might have children or whatever other priorities um, or commitments, it's not sustainable. Mm. So it's, it's kind of looking at, well, you know, what is – you know, sustainable for me, what's achievable for me and, um, you know, not always looking to that kind of, I guess, ideal on Instagram. So true. Yeah. Like for me, something I'm working on is is finding that balance in the off season. Like, yes, I'm going to compete again. But at the same time, I'm like, look, I want to get really strong. I want to travel. I'm about to move overseas so I want to be able to go out with my friends and do dinners and drink yep. cocktails and, and have that balance which yep. I deprive myself of for yeah. a while, for yeah. which I don't regret at all. But it's it's about working out what is right for you because I sort of absolutely, uh, you know, idealise and, and look up to these people who have these most incredible physiques and, and stories and then go, well, that. I, that's not realistic or feasible for me. Yeah, and that's it. Um, it takes a lot of discipline um, to do a prep. And, yeah, I think coming out of that or just day-to-day life, it's so important to have other goals set before you come out mm. of that prep. So then you can kind of refocus your mind. And yes. especially in that you're kind of in this tunnel vision when you are on prep it's just so focused on that particular result and your physique and how you're going to show up on Mm -hmm. the day um, on stage Uh, so it's really important to get that balance outside of uh, that and just yeah be able to enjoy and not be so obsessive I see a lot of girls who you know constantly uh like tracking everything year round and like they're so nitpicky about you know what they're eating and it actually takes the enjoyment or the joy out of just living life you know enjoying time with family and friends going out being social um and that's what i find is really important Mm. that's what i've tried to be doing more of post comp and less time on social media yeah you mentioned goal setting there is there a particular process you use what does that look like for you um I guess for me it's just you know uh coming sort of to the tail end of comp just sitting down and you know setting out a few goals for myself so for me it was just putting more time and energy into my business um yeah, just working on, on my coaching business and then, like we were talking about before, working on the products. And um, yeah, the process changes for me. So because I've had a few shoots and stuff post-comp, I you know have had to track my food and that sort of thing, but I actually deliberately don't. And, you know, I'll... And that's quite taboo <laughs> as well. Everyone's like, oh, it's all about the reverse diet. But if you have yeah. that level of being tuned in with your body yeah. and understanding nutrition that's exactly right and this is the thing like I have been through numerous preps so I have had to track diligently in that time so you you get to know and guesstimate your food and I did a process the other day where I was like I'm not going to enter my food until the end of the day Mm. just to see where I track yeah and it was pretty I was actually pretty impressed it was like within seven grams of each oh my god amazing yes (laughs) but the point is like just to make sure that I you know like 
I can actually walk my talk because I do feel that, you know, it's not healthy to kind of be so obsessive Mm. about it all year round. And like you were talking about with the whole reverse diet things, there's many ways to skin a cat. Like you can go straight back to maintenance calories. You can go straight back to a slight deficit. You could slowly increment and increase your calories week by week. I don't Mm. think there's any right or wrong. I think each person is different and it just depends on like what anxieties might come up around it. I've always gone straight back to maintenance calories and it's been fine and I've just enjoyed food and just again allow it to come from love rather than this like lack or like oh my god I'm gonna get fat and put on weight Um, and I think that the energetic um, intention that you put in affects the assimilation of the food that you're eating as well because if it's all negative and like coming from a place of guilt or you know, I shouldn't have eaten that, it's bad, you know, that's going to have a negative impact on how your body assimilates those nutrients. And then just the stress it puts on your body as a whole, whether it's got anything to do with the food or not, just being in that state, your body's going to hold on to everything and create that overall stress. Yeah. And I mean, look, you know, being honest about it, there is always, I find the first two weeks post-comp, there's always a bit of stress around that and just... You know, you're trying to find your, your balance again and, yeah. But um, I think if you can kind of come from that loving space, nourish your body, let it come from joy mm-hmm. and, um, you know, however you celebrate like food or just socialising or, you know, whatever you, you like to do, um, if you can kind of be more in that space, it, it really helps the process. What's your favourite thing about whether it be competing or prepping or the lifestyle that you have? Um, I guess with competing, I, I love a challenge. Mm, so yeah. discipline <laughs> for me. <laughs> and I guess in like yoga, they call it, you know, like um, austerity or like building this fire and this discipline. Mm. I thrive on that. So for me, it's more about the process. It's not necessarily about so comp you. day. Um don't get me wrong, I do love, you know, the, the bikini and all oh, that sort of stuff. it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm with you. 100%. But yeah, it's more the, more the process for me. So I think I, I like a challenge and that's kind of how this all came about. Um, but yeah, I think the lifestyle as well, I just love being healthy. I love to move. Movement makes me happy. So if... I'm, you know, training people or teaching them yoga or, you know, helping them with their body ailments with the osteopathy. It all kind of ties in together. It's just about helping people, you know, make them feel better, come back to a more centered state, but also helping them and encouraging them to be more confident and realize their potential because that's especially that's one of the biggest um, gifts that I've been given along my journey. Mm. And, you know, if I can share that with other people, especially women, um, that's pretty much my purpose. So, yeah, it's yeah. pretty awesome that I get to tie in what I love, my passion with my work. Yeah, fantastic. What would Something I like to focus on in, in the podcast is people's ideas of success and, and what, that, what does that look like to you? Yeah, um, I guess success like, yeah, financially there's always that aspect to it as well that's usually the first one that occurs but (laughs) yeah but I think for me as well it's uh 
balance, like two words that come to mind is like balance and freedom. Mm. So, I mean, obviously the money brings in the, the freedom aspect, but, um, you know, just being able to travel, being able to experience different, um, you know, countries, cultures uh, with my work. That's something that I, you know, I'm sort of working towards and transitioning. And, uh, yeah, I think just ha- finding balance within, you know, your work life, your family life, your relationships, um, that's pretty much what I would say is success. And then, you know, just being able to do what you love day to day. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there anyone you really look up to, fitness industry or external, that that you think has really nailed that or, or that is a particular inspiration? There's, yeah, I mean, I guess there's quite a few people. Uh, my initial coach, um, Hattie Boydell, mm. I really look up to her. and She's I've, incredible. She is incredible. And I've, you know, and the whole sports model pro- project process. Um, that's her coaching business. That's her coaching business. So I, yeah, got so much from being a part of that community and just connecting with like-minded women and we're all in the same kind of boat. Um just having that support network and then seeing Hattie, her journey and how successful she's been in the bodybuilding right. um, at her year to year. Yeah, so um, yeah, definitely the Sports Model Project. Um, I think from a knowledge base as well, uh, my second prep I did with um, Clean Health Fitness Institute mm-hmm. and um, a couple of people there like – good friends of mine um amy she's she's awesome she's so knowledgeable with um nutritional uh intake and obviously with the training and stuff so their systems and protocols mm-hmm. um i got a lot of value out of and learned a lot through them um just trying to think you put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think as well like even just power living and duncan peak yes so, I've heard good and just about him. all the beautiful yoga teachers that work there mm. they're all amazing people and i think coming from that space initially into the fitness industry uh and then being able to use the yoga practice not just we're not just talking about the postures but just like mindset um that's really helped keep me grounded yeah, yeah. so I think um, they've probably been the most influential along my yeah. journey. Yeah. I love that combination. And I think you're so right. That would be a really beautiful place to come to it from. Having yeah. already dealt with the mindset and, and where you're, and the mindfulness and where your head's at before going into to something so extreme. Yeah. It's, yeah, because it can really, it can be brutal if, mm. you, if you don't have that kind of aspect sorted or you are coming from a bit of a, a place of lack yes. and a place of... Um, it's not the sort of thing you do to find fulfilment. No, definitely not. <laughs> Which I think is a misconception. Yes, that's, that's a great point that you made. Like a, a lot of people I see think by doing this they'll achieve that body and that's yep. what will bring the happiness and that's what will bring the fulfillment and the accomplishment and the the first thing I tell people who might be considering competing is you need to be completely happy with yourself yeah before you even consider it yeah that's such it's great that's great advice I totally agree um yeah it can be pretty brutal uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> while you're stumped there what what what's something what's something you're not very good at <laughs> what's something you struggle with uh i can be quite indecisive at times mm. so yeah if i, I you know I, I guess with like yoga and uh coming from the yogic background like generally i can be a little bit of an anxious person mm. um i do have a very short temper as well i'm like quite can be quite impatient Pe- a lot of people don't really know that about yeah. me only people that know me really well <laughs> No, See that say, every time I've seen you, you've just been this like bundle of happiness and energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think like my family, it's like, yeah, I used to get called like the angry chihuahua. Um, oh my God. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm oh, small and have a big mouth on me. But yeah, I think, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably not the most calm or patient person. So that's something that I'm always uh, working on, yeah. definitely. Uh, and the yoga's definitely helped yeah. me with that over the years. Um, what else? I'm probably not as, yeah, organised as I'd like to be as well. Yeah. I kind of, um, yeah, like things to be spontaneous, but sometimes that kind of bites me in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I get that from being really disciplined in some areas and then you can sort of look at the rest and go, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on there? And finding that, well, yeah, back to the balance. Yeah. It's always that and where you put that energy. Um, if you weren't in the health and fitness industry, what, what would you be doing? Too funny. I mean, to be honest now, I, who knows, but it was interesting, like, I thought I could also be like a detective. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> so it was so funny when I applied for uni, I um I applied for uni as a mature age student and so my top two um preferences like number one was osteo and then the second one was uh, a policing degree which helps get oh. you straight into the feds. And uh yeah, I love like crime um you know like crime tv shows and like documentaries like i'm obsessed with that that's thought that the darker side so yeah i always thought that i could always do something with that as well but now the reality i'm like look at that lifestyle i'm like no (laughs) pretty pretty dark so um yeah that was the only other thing i mean i'd never see myself in like a corporate role i've never worked at a desk i kind of have a little bit of add i find it really like hard you to said sit. being at and <laughs> having to move all the time i'm exactly the same yeah I was like, oh if the idea of having to sit down all day is terrifying yeah definitely like for for blocks here and there i can do it that's it and like even like with studying you know if i have to do something you know admin for an extended period of time mm. I'm like oh my gosh like i don't know how people do this for eight hours a day i just yeah (laughs) i find it so much more exhausting than running around all day yeah definitely it's more that like brain energy than you know body movement body energy yeah (laughs) so what's the the next goal then you've got the pro guard yeah i've got the and it's so weird because like yeah i i wasn't expecting it and now it's you know i've like you know completed my goal for 2019 Mm. that i set out which is awesome um, but I feel like this is just the beginning. So Absolutely. I'm kind of waiting whether I um, compete again in the Pro-AM mm-hmm. in October in Australia on the Gold Coast um, or I wait till next year and compete in the Worlds. 
So that would be insane. Yeah. Or maybe I'll do both. <laughs> Why not? I mean, we're, we're a week out from Worlds now yeah. and I'm so excited to watch it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'll be glued to my phone. Yeah, amazing in the Bahamas. Um, yeah, so do we know where next year's going to be yet? No, not mm-hmm. yet. Not yet. But it is exciting. Um, so, yeah, I think that like competing goals, definitely. But also I've got some goals with my you know, to grow my coaching business, yeah. to, to, you know, work more on my skincare line. And also just on the relationship front, I think competing kind of takes mm. over everything else. Really so true. Really <laughs> yeah, true. that's something I want to put more time and energy into as well. This is, this is a tricky one. What's your favourite failure? Uh I think probably not finishing high school. I dropped out of high school. So... I was pretty wild as a teenager and um, got myself into some (laughs) – actually a lot of trouble, but uh, it was fun at the time. Uh, But I think that kind of – you know, I had this – you know, I always said when I was at school I thought I wanted to be a physio. And then, you know, I dropped out and kind of did some other stuff. But I ended up travelling. You know, I met a whole bunch of really different people – and, you know, come full circle um, might have taken me a little bit longer, but I ended up doing my osteo degree. Um, and, yeah, I think it just kind of – it did actually instill confidence in me or I had – it was almost like I had to back myself because I remember when I was at uni, there was always this questioning and I remember a few teachers were sort of like, well, you shouldn't be here. Like, you're not really smart enough to be here because I was the – young blonde who you know was a beauty therapist used to be a beauty therapist and they were all very much academic so it was really interesting that journey um being in my early 20s and yeah I guess the same kind of thing just trying to back myself and let go of those self-doubts and the things that I didn't have um academically going into it um but still succeeding yeah yeah in the end so what was initially a failure I guess you know dropping out of high school it still came full circle someone else's definition right yeah like yeah (laughs) created for you yeah so I think that's probably the main one oh that's really cool (laughs) I had no idea I never would have guessed yeah (laughs) but that but that's it like we seem to let things like that define us but yeah by choosing not to like the the opportunity that you can still create and I'm such a believer in if you are passionate about what you want to do the opportunities just that's exactly right and I've always been that way inclined I guess you know if I'm not interested in something I'll just won't do it Mm. i.e school you know yeah (laughs) um but something that I'm passionate and interested in like osteo yeah I you know put everything into that and it wasn't easy but um yeah still yeah got my master's degree and yeah amazing <laughs> yeah absolutely amazing <laughs> such an inspiration thank you so on from that what what are you most excited about at the moment I guess just this just feels like even though I've achieved my goal for 2019 it feels like this is just the beginning mm-hmm. now of this new chapter and uh just transitioning like I've worked in clinic um in private practice for the last 12 years so uh now I'm slowly kind of changing what my business looks like and uh yeah going more into the coaching realm and uh just yeah I guess just 
building my brand in the fitness industry like that's really exciting and yeah that's kind of and like the freedom that's going to create for you yeah definitely oh yeah. that's so exciting yeah yeah I get that good good one <laughs> <laughs> and we sort of touched on this a little before with with your work with women uh, but but what's the legacy you want to leave yeah, I guess my brand is all about women's self-empowerment. Mm. So it's, you know, coming from point pain to point freedom, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. So, you know, a lot of people initially reach out for coaching because they want something physically, i.e. they want to change their physique, you know, post-pregnancy or, you know, even with osteopathy, they, they look, they, they want um, pain relief. Yes. So it's kind of looking at um, maybe the the blocks and the barriers that are keeping them stuck where they are because I've been in that shit place myself and, you know, um, yeah, not living to your full potential, not being happy, um, not living free day to day. And Mm -hmm. so coming from that space and looking at those blocks and helping women transition to where they want to be. And that would be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So just, yeah, helping women to be their own best advocates as well. So just backing themselves mm. and like, you know, I've got everything that I need within. It's just using or like learning what tools I need to, to get me to where I want to be. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. So if people are wanting to find you, yeah, what's the best way to get in touch? What are your socials or so, websites, etc.? Yeah, so probably predominantly through Instagram. So uh, it's uh, Morgan Langford underscore. Uh, they can even DM me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also links on that to my website. Um, so my website is www.balancebods.com.au. Um, you can always send through an email inquiry as well to get in touch. Uh, they're probably the two easiest ways. Cool. Well, I'll pop all the links in the description of the podcast so everyone can awesome. get a handle of you and, and follow your journey um, from, from winning your WFF Pro status to the adventures that are to come. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much Thanks for being on the so podcast. Much, Meg. I love chatting to you. It's, it's always <laughs> inspiring. You are too with oh. your own business. So congrats on like everything that's, you know, happening for you with your clothing Thank line you. and your move to the UK. I know. It's um it's, it's all exciting. Happening. It really is. It's <laughs> always that combination of terrifying and exciting, but yeah. I think that that shows that you're doing the right thing. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Thanks Morgan. We'll have to get you on um in maybe a few months or a year's time and do a recheck in cool thanks meg thanks thanks for listening to power talks let me know what you thought of this episode by giving us a rating or review if you love what you heard please share and subscribe to keep the inspiration coming you can find us online at valkyrieathletic.com and on instagram and facebook i'm your host meg nicholson and this is the valkyrie podcast